I done told everyone that I was a hoe. I sucked a lot of dicks in my day. I done f tricks and bitch slapped many motherfuckers, and God knows I did my share of check fault. Because the people running this city didn't leave me a nary option. But that was yesterday. Today I am a woman of God making sure that sin don't have to come climbing in your back doors like it did mine. I hold so you could fly, Chuckalisa. Vote Woodbine for mayor and no on the casino referendum. Well, damn. I, I'm speechless by that part. Uh, and, and as you guys know, first of all, Welcome back to another episode of a Truly Candid Podcast, where we're doing our little series here on P-Valley. We're reviewing it, and I have Noel, and believe it or not, I do have a co-host. This is, this is like, <laughs> this is my name kind of on the show, a candid podcast, but we got Noel with us here. So, Noel is in here with us today, and we are talking about everything. What did, what did you think about that particular scene? Ooh, she told her business. But I gotta, I gotta commend her about it. You know, a lot of people in politics have a apparently a lot of like, what is it, skeletons in the closet per se or something. But she was like, "Y'all not about to get me. I'm gonna tell you everything." She did. She wasn't she. Yeah, I mean, she, she was up like front. Eight mile Eminem. I'm gonna diss myself before you can diss exactly. me with this information. Like exactly. So that way, can nobody say, "Ooh, I knew, I found out about this," or Mm-mm. "Did you know that Patrice Woodbine did this?" Nope, she aired her dirty laundry. She said, <laughs> "I hold so I you can fly." Slapped <laughs> slapped I was like, "Ooh, okay, well, that's nice to know." <laughs> it, was, it was wow. So, uh, all right, y'all, we're talking about. Season 2, Episode 8, called Death Drop. And off the rip, let me tell you, I try to correlate the title to what we're talking about to to not show you, per se, but talk about my views and takes on why it's been titled that. Mm -hmm. This episode was Death Drop. And let me tell you, ain't no other way to understand it, but understand that there was a lot of death dropping everywhere. Exactly. The first person I want to talk about that was death dropping was Mercedes. Oh. Yeah, Mercedes. <laughs> like if y'all watch if y'all did watch this episode, some parts of like Mercedes trying to get back into the pink, you know, it was very much cringy to me. And oh, I say yeah. it was cringy cuz what happened between the episode with her and coach and coach's wife to now that she got so like just, she was good on that pole wasn't she she, she was, was good over, that arm wasn't hurting nah. nothing was wrong when she was at coach's house when you got 10k on the line exactly. in the condo that pain don't feel no, nothing <laughs> exactly and now i'm just like oh mercedes you didn't let yourself go how you just oh <laughs> it, was, it was bad it was it um, was bad i we let me tell y'all something. We rewatched the episode like two or three times. I just had to skip that part because it was just so bad. I was like, oh, Mercedes, you going out sad like that. I felt like a dream had been broken watching her struggle on the stage yes. like that. And you know, it's, it's like, okay, cool. First of all, anybody who can do that is athletic. Mm-hmm. But this right here. This looked like me before I warmed up for a PT test or something. Like, I was struggling, <laughs> breathing hard. Yo, she said, oh, shit, several times. Yeah. Almost like she was surprised she was doing so bad. Yeah, it was, I don't know why she thought she was going to be the head. I think they said she was supposed to be the headliners or something for the grand re-re-re-re-re-opening. Uh-uh, <laughs> ain't nothing. Nope. That wasn't Mm-mm. good. It wasn't good at all. That wasn't good at all. And, and. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I can't even tell you guys just how bad I felt watching it. Like, I was mm-hmm. really watching a friend struggle. Yeah. And here's the thing. Look, she's fighting so many different fronts. Mercedes has everything going on with Terica, right? Oh, yeah. Her quest to get Terica back. So, that's two. She's got pregnancy Terica and then trying to get Terica back. Mm-hmm. She's got Shell not taking care of Terica. Yeah. Shell being upset at her. Mm-hmm. That's that's another thing. Yep. Um, which I did like the fact that she said she's gonna stomp a cone and and <laughs> Shell's ass. Yeah. And that was Shell's fault. It was Shell's fault that Terika was in a position like that. Mm-hmm. Y'all may not agree with me. I openly invite you guys to shoot me a message and tell me how you feel about that. That's Shell's fault. Yeah. And then for her to come at 
Mercedes and say, y'all might give kids away in your family, but that's not how we do here. Yeah, that wasn't called for. Was not called for. And it I get wasn't. it. She was drunk. She really was. Yeah, but still, but, uh, she had no business being drunk. No, too. she didn't. Not, like, no, you're supposed to be taking care of a child. Your child done ran out and got pregnant, technically. Mm-hmm. And you're going to call me a bad mom because I gave you the child to raise and you screwed it off. Yep. Yep. Like, wow. Just yep. disrespectful. And the next part is her her interaction with Maine. Yeah, I was upset about that. I, me too. I was expecting some stuff to happen, but... I don't know. That was just like a weird interaction. I invest in these people, y'all. I want to let you know, like this is <laughs> when I watch shows like this. If it's not P Valley, it's it's Lovecraft Country. It's something we invest in these characters. Mm-hmm. And when we invest in these characters, girl, I done seen you playing with that damn toy in your room so loud that Haley heard it outside and, and you had to said, turn the music up. <laughs> yeah, you said you was waiting on Maine to get out of jail. He get out of jail, and you ain't do nothing. And you ain't do nothing. How dare you? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I'm a heterosexual male And I was expecting you to toss it <laughs> Like come on man This man you talking about This is the guy you've been waiting for This is the guy that when you told Haley About giving Andre that last dance And you said I just wish there was one more time Where I can give it to somebody That's who you was talking about If y'all didn't realize that That's who it was It wasn't Coach Yep It was Maine She was talking about Maine So you had the opportunity And you didn't take it now let's the next part is with you not taking this opportunity it shows a lot of growth because you would have been looking for something physical in my opinion yeah and when he was going to give you the physicality that you so desired at one point you were looking for a spiritual or a mental or an emotional healing mm-hmm. not physical and that's what he wasn't offering so yep and he was respectful about it yeah which I bought him for that I yeah. bought him for that so he said, I hope you find what you're looking for. And he got up and he left. Yep. End of story. Yep. I don't think there's a better way to end that, even though it was a disappointing <laughs> run. <laughs> yeah, it was disappointing. So let's sum this up with Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, she fallen. With her fallen, she can't seem to get up. Nope. That she can't. She can't. Like, Literally and metaphorically. Exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. And Uncle Clifford told her, mm-hmm. they didn't come here to see you fly. They came here to see you fall. Yep. And then she turned around to Uncle Clifford. And this is the connection to Uncle Clifford here. She told Uncle Clifford, the pink problem is not in your head. It's in your hands. So I'm going to need you to solve that. That was big too. We're going to get to Uncle Clifford in a minute. That was the first part. Let me explain. There's some stuff going on. And Uncle Clifford really could have been a true writer. Not not the writer that he is. Excuse me, she is. She could have been a writer and said, hey, listen, girl, you ain't ready for this. Mm-hmm. But instead, because that's her bottom bitch, she put her out there. Yeah. And Haley was the one that had to call it off. Yeah. If anything, you know, I, y'all know I don't like Haley. <laughs> But Haley did right in this situation. Yeah, I will admit Haley did do right because if you're talking about this is supposed to be like another grand opening, you don't want just anybody out there. Well, not saying Mercedes is just anybody, but you don't want someone out there that ain't got their stuff together. Yeah. Like your routine not down packed or nothing like that. And you look like you just have You look good. sloppy. Yeah. You, <laughs> you just look a sloppy. Like y'all. I really felt that. And I know we've been harping on this for a minute, but you got to understand, this is a fall from grace, even yes. for the the viewers. And <laughs> our two, I don't know, heaven and hell, what to call them, Whisper and Roulette were over there just, they had me cracking up. Yes. Well, Whisper said, she looked, she reminded her of her grandma trying to set up the Wi-Fi. I died laughing. I died laughing too. <laughs> and I didn't want to laugh because I felt bad laughing at my girl Mercedes. But uh, it was true. And yeah. then the next quote that got me was, it's like a 2003 Mercedes with no air condition. Y'all, if y'all don't realize what they just said, first of all, Mercedes is a lovely car. No matter how old it is, it's always a Mercedes, right? Yeah. And you'd be like, dang, that's a Mercedes. Even when it gets older, you'd be like, oh, snap, it's a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. But when you got a Mercedes with no air condition it's and it's just, old, it's like, eh. it don't even get the respect no more. Nope. 
you start looking at it like, why are you still driving that? Get Listen, a new one. <laughs> this, that's the correlation of what they said there. It's old. It don't work the same way. It's the luxury level. The experience isn't there. It's, yep, it's not the it's same. It's gone. Anymore. And it's it's easy to see that when we were watching her because she did that little high leg kick and she and was looking at Haley mad. That didn't even look right. It didn't. It didn't. I was just like, ooh, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> and then, which we'll talk about, you know, the correlation between her and, and Keyshawn later. But when Keyshawn came up in there, she was actually mad. She yeah. was mad that Keyshawn came in there and now Keyshawn's given her her run for the headliner. Yeah. And I want to touch on Keyshawn just a little bit. Um as far as that, I feel like Mercedes being in the pink, she still feels like, you know, I'm the OG. This is my, I run this. I don't know if OG y'all remember. Is right. If in um, season one, she was like, I'm the OG. Like she, act, she acted like she ran stuff. It ain't original no more. It's not. And it's old girl. <laughs> I'm yeah. the old girl in here now. Yeah. And I don't know if y'all peep, but like when her and Keyshawn both walked out to the pole, it was like she hopped in front of Keyshawn. She did. And she tried cut to, her off to let her know this is still my pole. Yeah. I'm still center stage. And then I'm just like, no, no. You and gotta... Keyshawn actually played it cool when she backed off. Yeah. She did it like out of a professional kind of, she didn't try and be like, what is you doing? She mm-hmm. backed off. Yeah. And uh, Mercedes went and did that little leg clap on the pole, and I was just like, you ain't got it no more. You really yeah. don't. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, Mercedes, it's okay to let other people shine too. Like, you had your moment of fame to shine and everything. It's okay. I think the lesson is it's okay to let other people shine because everybody's going to have their moment. Like, everybody's going to have their high point in life. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with that to a certain extent. I also think... Uh, why everyone has their moment you got to know when to leave you got to yes. know when to exit stage right for all y'all people that don't follow sports uh jordan hit a shot and he went out on top as a champion and he also made a mistake because he came back and he went to the washington wizards and that was just horrible <laughs> horrible that's mercedes she went out of og even though she technically didn't have her last dance she went out a legend and she came back, and we're all watching her just not be what she was before. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm done. I'm done harping on it. <laughs> Y'all, and I say this all the time, if anybody from the show wants to reach out, come on. Let, just talk with your boy and let me know why you had to do her like that. Like, yeah. dang, if that wouldn't have fallen from grace. Oh, death drop. Because she was actually death, death dropping, dropping all over the place. Because yep, she couldn't just... stay on that pole. <laughs> <laughs> and it was bad. It was bad. But, yeah, it was a death drop for her. Um, next, we have Keyshawn. And this is, I'm going to really touch on her just being in the club real quick. When she walked into that club, and listen, Diamond was having a good old time slapping Big Bone ass. Yep. He was over there slapping and smiling, watching it jiggle. Uncle Cliff was like, I ain't never seen him happy. I hear that, Uncle Cliff, you know. Mm-hmm. And then who walks in? Keyshawn. Keyshawn. And then the look on his face was just like, ooh, whoa, okay. Listen. I listen. think he likes Keyshawn. Really? <laughs> my bad. <laughs> if y'all can see my face when I looked at her just now, like... No, but, like, sincerely, I think he really likes Keyshawn. Let's, let's crank this up a notch. You think he really likes Keyshawn? You think he love him some Keyshawn? Okay, you love him some Keyshawn. He love him some Keyshawn. Come on. Yeah. He saw Keyshawn's face on Big Bone while he was drilling. Yeah. Come on, ain't no like. like. Okay. That's, yeah. that's some deep, intimate things right there. Yeah. yeah, to turn her over so he just didn't have to look at her face. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's more than that. I think he liked her. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, all jokes aside, it's a love-hate relationship because he looked at her, and at first it was, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And then it was, ew, oh, my God. And then yeah. it went back to, oh, my God. So it's a love-hate. And you got to understand because he got a gun pulled on him trying to rescue her. Yep. And remember his interaction with her outside of Dollar General? Yeah. It was, yeah. Mm. All right. On the opposite note, I know some of y'all don't believe in COVID. I do. I think it's real. The way he mushed that dude outside with that finger. Where your mask at, man? <laughs> Hilarious to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a classic. Funny. That was funny. Look, if I could actually do that in public, I would. And I know people would probably try and fight me. And that's okay. You can scrap for a little bit because I'm still going to ask you where your mask at, man. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the interaction between them was they have chemistry, especially all the times they were outside talking and he would watch Keyshawn. Because, remember, Derek even asked her, who watches uh, Regal when you dance? Mm-hmm. She said, everybody. 
it wasn't really everybody. It's really just the men in that club. Mm-hmm. Uncle Clifford and Diamond. Yep. All right. So we'll see what happens next week because there's going to be some interaction the way Big Bone was looking at him, looking at her, looking at him. It was, it was going to be something. Yeah. All right. Now, the next thing that I just really want to talk about because it's not that big of a deal and we're we going to get to the bigger things later. Um. Whispering roulette. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with them two. Um, I definitely feel that when roulette was like, oh, she was from hell and whisper gives off this heaven vibe. With the angel wings on her back. Yeah. I I don't know. The colors are there. So I'm feeling you on that because I'm like, okay, so whisper is wearing blue and white. Mm -hmm. Roulette is wearing red and black. Fire and brimstone, you know, Clouds and air, heaven, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Then you also look at it like fire and ice. Yep. So they're they're letting you know in a cinematography. Ah, I can't even get the word. Cut. I'm gonna come back to that. The cinematography is letting you know that they are polar opposites, mm-hmm. right? And with them being polar opposites, you can't figure out who's actually bad and who's actually good. Yeah, because like. The a couple episodes ago, you know, Whisper was the one offering Roulette some stuff. A bump. She gave her yeah. a bump. And, and I'm like, whoa, angels don't do that. Yeah. And then now it's like Roulette is saying, oh, you know, you could get easy money by doing this, that, and the third. And trying to interrupt Whisper's, you know. Communication with the universe. universe. I peeped that too because as soon as she pulled it out, she didn't even give it a chance for it to swing or vibe or anything. And she yeah. was like, nope. And Whisper even said... You're interrupting my communication with the universe. Mm-hmm. And she gave her those fingers to the eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm watching you. Like, y'all, this seems playful right now. But these are adversaries. Yeah. They are adversaries if y'all ain't peeping that. And right now they're just getting along with each other. But really, at every turn, the other one is doing something to throw off the other one's just zen. Mm-hmm. With bumps. And they're using the same thing. You bump me, I bump you back. Yep, yep. So that's why I'm just like, I don't really get their relationship as far as like being friends. Like, are y'all trying to be friends or are y'all trying to compete to get, be like the old, the new OG or something or. And they're actually two peas in the same pod. Yeah. Different. Mm -hmm. And the idea of (sighs) roulette telling whisper, you need to get this money and do it. And whisper said several times, no, I'm not feeling this. I don't know. And she got to that room and she even said, no, mm. something's off. I'm yeah. feeling it in my spirit. And I think it has a lot to do, well, upon, you know, her talking to the universe. But just like in general, we always are told, you know, follow your gut, follow your first mind. If something don't feel right, you know, avoid, try your best to avoid the situation. But agreed, it's just like, that's and being what... a dude, I'm going to tell you like this. Women have superpowers and y'all superpower is intuition. Yeah, yeah. How the hell you ignore the only superpower you got? <laughs> like, and then at the very end, we find out it's exactly what you thought it was. Yep. And yep. let me tell you, if you want to cut a man, make him feel like a man that can't pleasure nobody. Because I felt bad when she told Terrence that. <laughs> She's like, right away I knew. Yep. I was in the presence of a man that had never pleased a woman. Even Roulette was like, dang. Yep. <laughs> and you know what? I don't advocate violence at all, but. You can't come back from that. No, you can't. The last thing you... All you got left is to choke somebody after that. Like, <laughs> you gotta... There's no words. It's just... He choked her, and I was like, dang, you really shouldn't have said that. But dang, you really shouldn't be choking her. But yeah. dang, at the same time... You shouldn't have who, short her her money, you though. You shouldn't have shorted her that money. Because she shorted you your confidence mm-hmm. right after you shorted her that money. Yep. Yep. So. And Roulette was a G for what she did. Yeah. Now, I don't agree with it. But no. No, but I definitely think that she was G for what she did. However, I feel like something's gonna come of that. Oh yeah, later on. Yeah, because you don't just get a get a chance to get away with stuff. And like her that. quote, you know, I know death really well. Yeah, it makes me think. You know, the person that was really close to her was her brother, whoever she said it was. Mm-hmm. Um, did she have something to do with that? And what else do you have on your hands? And when she took that car to Duffy to get chopped up, and mm. she's going to have it delivered back to the pink. And her, her mindset is, he won't want to tell nobody 
What happened? What happened that I got this car? Mm-hmm. That, nah, that's not how it works. Because first of all, that's the Chevelle. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't care what you made me do the night before. I'm coming back for my Chevelle. <laughs> so I just think it's not going to be the end of that situation. It's no. just the beginning. Um, but I, I, it was wow to see her get revenge and she felt it was revenge there was a lot of colorism in there mm-hmm. you notice that uh roulette had to get down and pleasure him mm-hmm. but the lighter skinned girl got to lay down and be pleasured mm-hmm. the lighter skinned girl didn't have to work the darker skinned girl had to labor yep yep and she really got back at Terrence by telling him guess who got the DSLs now <laughs> And that, that lets you know that it bothered her. It really did. That yeah. she had to do that and Whisper didn't have to do anything. Yeah. So there was there was a little more to that revenge than meets the eye, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but, and she definitely does live up to her name, Roulette. Because she does. when she um, checked the barrel for in the gun, when she dropped off that car, the next shot would have been... Would have been a kill shot. Yep. And she played Russian Roulette with that gun. Yep. Not to mention, when we talk about Roulette, you don't know what color you're going to get. Mm-mm. Red or black, and y'all, I talked about colors in the you know the other episodes. Red is a color of power, love, just passion, and black usually symbolizes evil, mm-hmm. death. And I don't mean that like I know y'all be like black ain't bad. We talking about dark black, not yeah. brown. <laughs> we talking about skin, y'all. All right. So, but look at those two colors together because roulette is red and black. Mm-hmm. It's either or. It's never both. Yep. It's never going to be balanced. But Whisper, she's always communing and talking to the universe. And when that gets interrupted, she gets into situations like this. This is the first mm-hmm. situation where she got interrupted and wasn't able to decipher. Because remember, she was in a club saying, oh, this spirit's in here. This da-da-da-da. She can tell. Yeah. She has the third eye, so to speak. <laughs> but that eye got covered. Yeah. And and Roulette definitely brought her down a peg or up a peg. We don't know who's heaven, who's hell, who's the devil, who's whatever. <laughs> All right. Speaking of devils, um, Wody made an interesting comment. Wody is becoming a more dynamic character yes. than the static character you kind of figured him to be. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, in correlation here, we're talking about roulette and you know whether you're going to get her being a lover or a devil. And Wody says, there's God and the devil in both of us. Yep. Now... I know we were just talking about Whisper and Roulette, but there you go. Yeah. There's God and the devil in both of them and their characters, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about Wody, uh, the man that I highly respect. Um, I don't advocate for killing anybody, really don't. No, but you got to look at it like this. Rome, this wasn't the first time that Rome oh, no. did mm-hmm. something like that. It was not. And... I don't know. I don't know how that made y'all feel, but that definitely pissed me off because Keyshawn was just trying to make it out, per se. Like, she was trying to make money for her family so that way she could provide for her kids. I can't speak for Derek. I don't like Derek. Mm. But she was trying to provide for her family, and you take advantage of someone like that. Like that's you, You tried to essentially sexually assault her. Yes, but just because... Yeah, it was... Yeah, I that really pissed me off and that then he did that. You got the videotape. And this is what Woody was speaking about the little murder. Mm-hmm. He said Rome showed Keyshawn the tape. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought was Rome dead. The only other person that got that knowledge, I wonder if he's going to try and kill Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. Now here's my thing, I don't think he will. Nah, nah. I'm not putting it past him, but I don't think he will mm-hmm. cuz you remember he and Keyshawn was beefing earlier when he, excuse me, Keyshawn saw uh, Cliff and murder kissing. Mm-hmm. And he came out and he said, I don't know what you think you got on me, but if you think you about to use it, you got another thing coming. Yep. And she said, I don't know what you're talking about. She's smart. She yeah. know not to press buttons with the right people. Right. In this case, the wrong people. Yeah. So the idea that that happened and that Wody took care of it to keep, and he said, a play, uh, a predator, player, hater, manipulator. Yeah. And he took him out. Definitely was a predator. Definitely was a predator. But with Wody taking him out um, and taking him out of the picture, he, he actually 
he was doing a little for Keyshawn, but he was doing more for his homie oh, with yeah. that video. And and we found out that the video wasn't Teak. Yeah, I thought it was Teak. And yeah, I was me just too. like, what? Because remember, they kind of alluded to the fact that maybe Rome had bugged the room or put a camera yeah. in the room and they caught that light. It actually had nothing to do with mm-hmm. Big Teak and Little Murder. Which and was very shocking. It's shocking. It was <laughs> shocking. Um, and Murder confesses, like, I was 15. I had to do what I had to do to make ends meet and to keep a roof over my mom's head and feed my sister. And that was actually kind of sad. I was like, oh. It was. And, like, God, y'all writers, man. You got me with Teak. Yeah. And you got me again with Little Murder. Like, God, dang it. Mm-hmm. And it was just... It was gut-wrenching, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because that's a lot for technically a child to have to carry. And mm-hmm. you're, you're prostituting yourself on the idea that money is going to make things better. Yep. And that's, that's a, that's a uh, just, man. Uh, you got me again, writers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Katori Hall, everybody else, y'all got me. You got me. Um, but... Like I said, we're talking about uh, Wody here, and and Wody said if something else comes out, I I'll bury that too. I'm good at handling bodies. Yeah. All right. So once again, here's here's our title count number three: death drop. Yep. Because technically, he did a death drop on all the dirt and information that was out there, mm-hmm. and he did a death drop on Rome. Yep. And now he's handling Teak. Yep. Mm. So. I want y'all to just peep this for just a second. Let me go ahead and stretch because I'm going to reach here. All right, stretch because here's the reach. Teak was one of Murder's secrets. Mm -hmm. Rome had one of Murder's secrets. This is yet another person that Wody is preparing for burial, so to speak. Yeah. He's preparing to bury secrets. The only one left is Cliff. I'm not saying Wody going to kill him. But you remember, he talked to him in episode one. He said, ain't nothing going to come between me and this paper. Yep. Or episode two, whatever that was, when he was messing around with Cliff. Yep. And remember, uh, Uncle Clifford was like, I don't want to be a secret. Yeah. Oh, God, let's talk about that. All right. Uh, you know what? No, no, no. Let's let's finish murder first. Cause I'm with you. <laughs> Y'all, we're going to stick a fork in that. We're we going to return to that part right there. It's not done. I'm sticking a fork in it so I remember where it's at on the plate. All right. Um, Wody went to that funeral first. Uh, excuse me. Little Murder went to the funeral. Let me tell y'all, that funeral was very, I don't know about you, but I got a little emotional about that because it's like he saw his best friend like laying there, you know. Let's, let's be real. It's, that was the his first love, love essentially yeah. that we know of. That just laying there, you know, and... He slipped him. Was it another poem? Yeah, or? y'all. The first yeah. time I saw that one, I was like, oh, he slid him a cigarette. Yeah. And then I stopped it there. And Noelle can tell you, I always be stopping stuff in the middle of the show. And she'd he be do. like, stop, yo. Let's just watch it. We're going to go back. When I went back and I saw that it was a note and he said, I, I wrote an extra long for you, uh, extra long one for you just in case it gets dark in that deep hole. Mm-hmm. That shit hit. That shit. Ooh, I felt it, y'all. Yeah. I felt it. I was like, dang, because the last time he wrote him a note, mm-hmm. he was in uh, solitary confinement and yep. it was dark down there. And he was by himself, so he wrote him that note. This mm-hmm. one, he wrote an extra long note. Yep. And he gave him that little nose tug like they like to do at the end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yikes. Mm. Yeah. It's, by the way, I'm going to say this again. Whoever's choosing the soundtrack, y'all be killing it. <laughs> y'all kill the soundtrack. The song was on point for that particular Scarface. Scene. Never seen a man cry till I seen a man die. Mm-hmm. And it, it was so just on point for that because we're seeing murder cry. Yeah. Because his first love died. Yeah. Gay or not, that don't matter. Don't. It's the feeling in it. Yep. Your first love is, you just buried your first love after they killed themselves in front of you. Now let's That's take a that. Lot. That's, That's a, a lot. lot. It is. That's take that same energy and now you're hurt. And you got the hurt village hustlers out there talking about... Hey, man. And they show that video with Pico. Oh, y'all. I can't stand Pico. <laughs> Pico the guy or whatever you want to be. <laughs> Pico Pablo. <laughs> Pico Pablo. I cannot 
stand people who like the flip flop sides. Um, mm. He Hello. definitely. I don't know what terminology y'all use in the streets or whatever, but to me, he was definitely switching up sides too much. Um, because how you gonna go from one side to another side, and then you on video with waving guns and stuff, claiming you you caught a body, or you you dead that you this that and the third when you didn't even know you didn't even know what happened wasn't even there wasn't even there wasn't even remotely close to being there nope you just. But let's let's talk about Pico for a second, y'all, because there's some things that, you know, it takes a minute for things for me. Actually, don't. I, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't take me long to put stuff together. But that one took a minute because let's think about it. When we first saw Pico, he was in the club with Little Murder mm-hmm. and he put his hands on Haley and Haley need him in the balls and ran out the room and Little Murder went to go apologize. Yeah, that was Pico without the beard. Yes. So that was the Pico that I was used to seeing, especially in the next episode when they get into a fight. Yep. Remember, Murder came up to tell Mercedes congratulations on your last dance and he's going to miss her being in the club. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went back and sat down after he got into a little altercation with Maine. Mm-hmm. And Pico said, man, I heard it. You everybody, bitch. You everybody, punk. Yeah. And they broke out into a fight. And we didn't see Pico again until season two, episode one. When he was in the back of that CFC car. Yeah, and I didn't peep that was him. Oh, I really did I not didn't peep either. that was him. I, I was like, oh, is this the new boss? This the new bad yeah. guy for the season? You know what I'm saying? No, it was Pico. It was Pico with a beard. That COVID beard, man. He had a COVID <laughs> beard. We, I didn't recognize him. Nope. And nope. He, didn't, he didn't say anything. He just gave a menacing look and he sat back. Yep. But that was the show telling us, there he is. Mm-hmm. That used to be, your, you know, homie. Now is your... Your enemy. Your enemy, yeah. And I don't know. Like, social media got a lot of people out here, you know, faking everything. And that was one of the things, faking it. Faking like you oh, killed Oh, you mean someone. like episode one, perpetrating is the name of it? Yep. He was perpetrating. That's an, oh, my God. He was perpetrating <laughs> that he was a homie. He was rolling with Hurt Village Hustlers. Mm-hmm. And then he flip-flopped the CFC. Yep. And he even, y'all, here's the thing that got me. Now, I am no way affiliated with gang life, so please excuse me for my lack of knowledge if I'm wrong in this. But how? You go from one set to to another set, right? (laughs) And then if you saw him come out the store, he was throwing up that set like, he threw it up eight times in 20 seconds. Like he was, ooh, yeah, yeah. Right? And then (laughs) when he came out, he met murder. Mm-hmm. And did y'all see murder? First of all, when murder gave the guy the hug and he said he need to teach somebody need to teach him a lesson, that grimace on his face yeah, when he, he was flashing that grill and he was snarling for a second, yeah, that ain't Lamarcus. That's a little murder. <laughs> That's a little murder. Who little now murder. he has the right to have that name. Mm-hmm. Yep, it wasn't about just catching bodies and slanging penis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now he's actually killing people. Yep. Right. And, you know, I I don't condone you know killing. None we gotta keep saying that. We really don't condone killing. So we, we don't. were saying it, but we, you know, sometimes we, really we just don't. gotta get down. Yeah. But um Pico had it coming to him. He did. He had it coming the, to him. The side flip flop was one of them. But then going online making and a claiming video a body. is another one. That was the line. But you claiming a body of somebody that used to be in your set. Yep. So that's what I was saying earlier. Like I don't I don't know how this go, but how could you trust somebody that was in a set and then turn around and supposedly killed one of the set members now they in your set? How you know that's not a mole? How you know he ain't part of the other set infiltrating your set? Yeah, you know. <laughs> mm, speaking of that, let's look at what murder did when he when he caught that body, first of all, he came out there and he approached him mm-hmm. and he let him know what it was. I don't want no trouble, man. Word on the street is that's what you're looking for. Yep. That's why you was out here, you know, yamming and yamming and saying all this. Yep. I'm here. And the first thing he did, I was telling Noel this, y'all, so I'm a little bit of a hip-hop head. I ain't, like, full-fledged bachelor's in hip-hop yet, but I'm, I'm almost there. I'm associates working on my bachelor's, right? I love Outkast. Shout out to Outkast. I don't think they listen to this, but if they do, I just want to let y'all know I rock with y'all, all right? And uh, they got a song called Red Velvet. And in Red Velvet, they're talking about exactly what happened. And it made me think that even the writers might have listened to the song and maybe got a little bit of food for thought. Mm -hmm. Because in Red Velvet, they say, you being flashy, you out here saying all this, and they going to come find you. Mm -hmm. 
And when they come find you, keep the bullshit out of their ear. They don't want to hear how your mama needs you and how your sister wouldn't finish college without you. Mm-hmm. But I doubt you do that, though. So do this here and keep that bullshit out of their ear. And that's exactly what Pico said, y'all. Yeah, because he started talking about, oh, my mama need me. My mama me. need me. My son just turned six. Tyson just turned six. I got another Little baby on, on the way. way. You should have thought about that. Yep. And what, <laughs> and what did he say? I'll tell your son that his daddy love him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he blew him away. Yeah. Y'all seen no it? Pico. <laughs> it was, it was, I can't even tell you what that was. Yeah. My guess was... is it would probably be a chopper because he got chopped. Yeah. Several times. times. Yep. It was blood everywhere. But the most important part of that was not that gangster moment. It's when he walked away. Did you see what he was wearing? He was wearing their colors, y'all, if y'all don't peek that. Bruh. Like, bruh. He was blending in. You, the, that was smart. The face mask, I mean, the scarf, the bandana, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. The whole blue, the whole outfit was blue, and the mask was blue and yellow. Yep, blending in. And he even threw up the set when he walked past everybody. Yep, so nobody. Ooh. Ooh disrespect and that makes me think y'all don't even know who in y'all set no i don't think they do i don't think they do like we got a job that we we in right mm-hmm. and when we see somebody in our colors we say hey man wait how long wait. you been working here yeah where you working know at? you we they got here <laughs> they ask no questions <laughs> they just seen them because there was a shooting we running towards the shooting and you running away in our colors mm-hmm. why you hold up homie you need to be going this way they just shot somebody they ain't say nothing. They ain't say nothing. Nope. I was like, some kind of gang y'all in. I don't <laughs> want to be a part of that. Y'all don't even check credentials. Right. So unorganized. So unorganized. Then y'all didn't know Pico just flip flop. Y'all ain't giving him a ninety day probation or nothing like that. <laughs> like it's just full fledged membership, throwing up gangs. But anyway, I digress. There's. We talked about little murder. We talked about Wody. We talked about Mercedes. Y'all. Patrice is still the G of this episode. I want to let y'all know that. Mm-hmm. I don't like Patrice, but y'all can't lie. She owned it. She owned it so well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what happened when I'm talking about owning things, I want to talk about Cliff for a minute. Because she didn't own something. And I, I got a bone to pick with this. Noelle, I guess you're going to speak for the ladies in the room. I'm going to speak for the dudes. I can't stand nothing more that made me hit this thing and move it off the table. I can't stand nothing more than when somebody tell me something and then they go back on it. Now, I'm going to give you a little reminder. LaMarcus, before we knew his name, Lil Murder, was in the back of the pink with Cliff mm-hmm. and said, I want to take you somewhere. And remember, Cliff said, where are we supposed to go? Because yep. the last you know, gay couple that went out somewhere, they got found floating in the river. And the last two, and this was his words, not mine, the last two dykes that went out got turned out by some truckers. Yep. So where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Remember, murder Marcus wanted to take him out and did not care about that. Mm. And y'all going to be like, well, he couldn't get seen with them. I know how y'all talk. Couldn't <laughs> get seen with them. Yes, he could have because he went out with Teak. That's true. He went out and had lunch with Teak across the table. And Teak reached out and grabbed his nose. He had his hand on his hand, everything. Yeah. Don't tell me that. So, now I want to go back. Cliff already set the rules that we can't be seen out in public, which is why LaMarcus did that little nice little stringy light thing in the car for them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's when uh, Wody saw them coming back out the woods. Why, why are you mad now? Oh, you, I don't like being kept your secret, LaMarcus. Wait a minute, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, here's my thoughts on that. Um, Uncle Clifford definitely set the precedence for not being he seen. He made the rules, you're right. So you can't, Uncle Clifford can't be mad that Lamarcus or Lil Murder, whatever y'all want to call him, decided not to do anything for whatever the case may be. Um, because you, at the end of the day, Uncle Clifford was like, "I we can't be seen. So if you're saying we can't be seen, then I'm not going to try to make, you know, an effort to be seen out in public because with Because I you. followed your rules. Yep. I let you set the rules and I followed them. And now you're fussing at me because I following the rules that you set mm-hmm. Whew. <laughs> as the man in the room i'm gonna tell you something that shit's annoying as fuck boy <laughs> Listen, <laughs> damn. I, I let you set it i'm following your rules and you still yelling at me yeah Come on. I, I understand but yeah it, <laughs> she she couldn't get mad at um little murder for that you know just because you said at the beginning we couldn't be seen together yeah 
I don't like being your secret, Lamarck. And it it was such a hostile interaction between the two yeah, of them. Yeah, like, why so hostile? And y'all know, from the last episode I told you, I don't like love scenes. Not just, you know, homosexual love scenes, man on man. Just woman in general. Woman. Just in general. Are you the same way? Yeah. I, mm, yeah. I don't really care to see it's, anything. Yeah. Look, I don't care if Maine would have bodied Mercedes. I would have been like, <laughs> yeah. And I would have turned away. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't watch. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, all jokes aside, um, this this just tense moment was seemingly after a very intimate moment between the two. Yeah. And even talked about it. Oh, just because you gave me some olive branch booty. That's like some 100-year oak booty. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> what are we doing now? Right. But then when they were talking about it, I was just like, it's not it's not that same feeling it was. Mm-mm. It's different. It's different. Now, since we on Cliff, let's talk about the multiple things that happened with Cliff. First of all, last episode when grandmother Ernestine yeah. went down by the river mm. shout out to my favorite church who sings that song let's go down by the river I peeped it um, she went down by the river because she was looking for something she was looking to be cleansed and she wanted the water yep. now we got Uncle Clifford saying Ernestine gave me another rule and the rule is if you can't get to the water bring the water to you Mm-hmm. And he was talking to Corbin when he said that. Why? Why was he talking to Corbin? Let me tell you. He's telling Corbin to make his property waterfront property. Yep. If you can't, my pink property is waterfront, and that's what they need for this casino. But if you somehow manage to get your hands on waterfront property, or this property becomes waterfront property, then you can get what you need without me losing what I have. Mm -hmm. And this is the payback on Haley. It really is. Yeah. So when his mother was in the car and saying, bitches don't cry, we get even, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It's not anything like, let's go shoot Haley. Yeah. It's let's end the game. And I want to just touch on Haley and Uncle Clifford real quick, and it has a little bit to do with Corbin and the other Kyle brothers. Wayne and Wyatt. Yeah. So the difference between Uncle Clifford and Haley and Corbin and Wayne and Wyatt, or whatever their names are, um... Corbin and Uncle Clifford are both grateful that they actually had, you know, something passed down to them. And especially being like black, you know, who, what black people do you know that have inherit like a business or land or something like that? And for Haley and the other two um, Kyle brothers, it was like they didn't really care. They were just like, we just want the money. Haley's like, I just want the money. I don't care that, you know, you, Uncle Clifford, inherited the pink or you, Corbin, inherited some of that, my daddy, as Corbin like to say, the land. Like, that land is to Corbin and the pink to Uncle Clifford is more valuable than money. Absolutely. And I, I think the, I'm glad you brought that up. The correlation between Haley and the Kyle brothers, not including Corbin, is the same. Mm-hmm. They came in on something. It's the same, but they're on two different sides. Yeah. Haley walked into something, right? Mm-hmm. She walked in and bought a business because it was going up for auction. Yep. The Kyle brothers have something mm-hmm. that they inherited and they're putting it up for sale. Because they spent all of their inheritance. True, true, but it's. I think it's a deeper meaning because Cliff only inherited debt and couldn't keep what he was given. Mm-hmm. The Kyle brothers inherited money and are trying to sell that land for some money. Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, they poked fun of Corbin, who's always at the pink spending his money on, on what do you say, bitches and whiskey? Yeah. <laughs> but then we find out that they spend their money on guns and whiskey. <laughs> yeah, so what's the difference? What's the difference, right? And they don't even like that he's a part of the family. He's the black sheep, and they call him that. They're pretty racist, too. Oh, yeah. I can't stand them. <laughs> um, so it's it's interesting to look at that. And, and the correlation is Cliff talked to him, and Cliff said, no matter what toys your daddy bought you to say, I'm sorry, you're, you're the bastard child, mm-hmm. you took my Barbie dolls and cut the head off. Y'all, I'm going to say that one more time. No matter what you got from your father, you took what was mine and broke it. Mm. You took it. 
it's always been happening that Corbin didn't mind taking from Cliff because Corbin doesn't know that he's black. Yeah. And he, that's what Uncle Cliff said. Like, you always trying to be... I, at least I know what I am. Yep. Cliff is a black man. That's what the world sees, at least. Mm-hmm. Right? Ask Corbin what he is. And I guarantee you he won't say black man. Nope. So it's it's interesting to hear that story about it, to know that you were always taking something of mine and destroying it. But you had your own. You just didn't want to... You weren't happy with yours. You wanted mine, too. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a little disdain there for Corbin as far as I feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really like him, but then I kind of like him. Yeah, uh, Corbin has his moments. He has his moments. Um, he's still a weirdo, but yeah. he has his moments. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that brings us to Cliff talking to his mom. Yeah. And begging her not to take Ernestine. And the funny thing is, he wouldn't know this, but she was the one visiting Ernestine saying, come on home, mama. Yep. So it's really powerful that he knows who would be coming mm-hmm. to claim her. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cliff had a lot of things going on. And when he had the, the club situation, which is in his hands, which he's working on. He had yep. the get to the water situation. Um, he tried to help Mercedes, even though she shouldn't have been helped. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to tell Corbin something. And meanwhile, talking of helping, who's Corbin helping? Andre. Yeah. Andre Watkins is running for mayor of Chuckalisa. And he's already been outed by citizens of truth for Chuckalisa <laughs> that his daddy ain't dead. He's he, on death row. For murder. For murder. And that's not something we really knew. No. You know, we were always told he was dead because when he stood up in front of that meeting and, you know, the, all the the rich white people of Chuckalissa with money, mm-hmm. he said, my mom was on drugs and my daddy's dead. And then we find out it's not true. And you're like, dang, bro, you had one job. Yeah. You're going to tell a story and make sure it's the right story yeah. and make sure it's true. And that's also why going back, I applaud Patrice Woodbine because she was like, y'all Absolutely. not about to... I'm not about to catch me up in no nope. stuff. <laughs> and guess what she did? She told the truth. Mm-hmm. And and that left Corbin looking at Andre like, at least she can own her stuff. Yep. You lied and can't even keep the lie. Yep. They caught her with what she did on the videotape and everything that she's been charged with. Mm-hmm. And she fessed up to it. Y'all, that, I had to play that excerpt at the front because that was the most just brutally honest thing I've ever heard in my life. It takes a lot to mm-hmm. tell everybody your flaws. Yep. And then not care about what they think because you know you've changed. Mm-hmm. Now, did she really change? No. No, but the <laughs> fact that she was able to change can inspire others to change that, hey, if you're in that situation, I came out of a situation like that, and so can you if you vote for me, Mayor Chukalisa. <laughs> in the words of my big sister, Mova, PR 101. She ran it. She ran the PR game and she won. Because mm-hmm. I don't care who you are after that. You just might vote for the mayor that used to hoe and yeah. <laughs> get on her knees so you can fly. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. Like, I just, I don't like her. But I respect that move. Yeah. And then it makes me worry about Mercedes, right? Mm-hmm. Because Mercedes sounds like she might be coming the next Patrice. Because remember, Maine told her. You can't get rid of what you did. You can only hope to change someone else's life and hope that the big man upstairs approves. Yep. And I was like, oh, God, she's going to turn to God. And I don't mean there's, there's nothing wrong with turning to no, God. No, but she turned into her mama. And she turned into her mama, Lord have mercy. Because her mama turned to God, but she still got her ear to the streets and her hand on some G's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's out there still worrying about that money. She's still just being... I don't know. I don't even know what you call it. You can't call it a thought. You can't call it no, a... She just everything. She yeah. a pimp player. <laughs> Except she sits behind a pulpit. Oh, she's... She, oh, man. It's a pastor pimp player. Yeah. Ugh. Them the worst. <laughs> Them the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. <laughs> Either way around, y'all. It was it was a lot going on this episode. And... Whew. It was a lot to take in. And now I want to talk about Haley for a moment. Um, We've talked about everybody else. Because Andre had a check for $10,000 that he got left on the nightstand after they little rompus the other night yeah. from Haley. And I was like, ew, 
<laughs> like what what was that I don't know what that check was about maybe well she said it was for his campaign or it looked like it was made out for his campaign but I'm just like mm, I don't know that it just seemed a little weird to me Andre's got help though because Andre's got 10k coming from Haley who wants the casino mm-hmm. then he's got unlimited amounts coming from Corbin yep who wants the casino mm-hmm and then they're trying to buy out Patrice, who's a member of the Casina movement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of that, the Casina is is credited by Georgie. Yeah. Who Haley has a run-in with in the, in the shop. And let me tell you, racism don't ever die, do it? It don't. Like, good Lord. Like, it, it's, it's just bad. Yeah, as soon as she walked in there, the, the lady was like, somebody... What oh, you said? in the wrong shop. Shanaynays yeah. is down the street. Yeah, First and I of was all, just like, what? Let me drop some words up in. I ain't looking for Shanaynay. <laughs> you see my hair. <laughs> right. Now, the next thing, when Georgie has that conversation with her and she says, I, I appreciate a woman who knows her beauty and her worth. But she also said, Haley didn't know her value because she gave you $5 million and, and uh, Bill was trying to get it for free. Yeah. And she, she said that was her final offer. That was her too. final offer. And if you don't take this, you're going to have to deal because if this casino referendum doesn't pass, pass, excuse me, you're going to still be in the pink and the pink is struggling because it ain't even open right now. Mm-hmm. Remember, y'all, the pink is not open. They're not making a dime. Right? So then if the casino referendum does pass, then we'll come back to it. But that's that's a long gamble that you got going on there. Yeah. You got to hope that it passes number one. If it doesn't, you're not getting nothing. And you stuck with a stumbling building, a stumbling yeah. business. If it does pass, you better hope that you're around long enough yeah. that we still want to buy. We just might wait for you to fail because you're failing right now. Yeah. So there's a lot going on with Haley and she's got a lot on the line. Right. Mm-hmm. The next thing is she tells Georgia she's going to see her at the poll. So she's going to ride it out to see what happens with this election. Oh, yeah. All right. So the next thing we got to talk about with Haley is her conversation with Keyshawn. So Keyshawn comes to the diner and brings the birth certificates and those birth certificates. She's going to get passports and everything else. And she said, hey, where are you going? And Keyshawn starts to tell her. And she says, no, that's cardinal rule. Number one, you broke cardinal rule. Don't tell anyone, no one where where you're going? going. All right. So now we getting it that she got schooled and as Keyshawn gets ready to leave she says oh I looked up Haley Colton and she says uh she drowned in a flood mm-hmm. and she said and yet here I am drinking coffee at a diner in Chuckalissa yep no no excuse me she didn't say here I am and I said that on purpose she said here she is so that honestly makes me wonder if her name is actually Haley Colton to begin with yeah, I was wondering that because she said that Autumn was her daughter's name. Autumn was a daughter's name, and Knight was when she passed, so mm-hmm. Autumn Knight. And then Lakeisha Savage is... Found an ID card. Yep. Yeah. And now this person is deceased, so it's like, so what is your real name? Because if y'all remember, when Montavious came to look for her... That um, wanted sign said what? Haley Colton. Haley Colton. So now that's got me wondering, did she introduce herself as Haley to Montavious? Uh-huh. Which, yeah, she did. But what's her real name? Yeah. Uh, or this was, was this an alibi? Yeah. Well, it's not an alibi. I'm sorry. An alias. Yeah, <laughs> alias. An alias for her. Because she went to Montavious. She was an accountant. Mm-hmm. A, uh, an executive accountant or you know whatever some kind of big corporation accountant and maybe she was planning to steal all along and maybe she just introduces herself as whoever remember she doesn't she doesn't have parents or family per se nope because she says she was trying to find her file and she said she doesn't know who she is mm-hmm. which makes me think maybe she's using the name of you know she just grasps at names of people who are missing or whatever else until yep. Because yep. apparently Lakeisha Savage isn't dead yet. No, not Because she can use the her. name. But Haley Colton is dead. Yep. Um, And that's why I'm wondering how she's able to use that. But if you think about it, for Uncle Clifford, she used Lakeisha Savage's ID. Yes, she not did. Not Haley Colton. 
So maybe Haley Colton is actually her, but she's listed as dead. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, who who knows? You know, it, it's just so much we can take from that. Once again, she ain't being honest. No. <laughs> and it's hard to... I, I said this before and I asked this again. Do we really know who she is? And I mean this both in, in many senses. Do we really know her character? Do we really know who she is as a person? And do we really know who she is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we don't. So this, this episode had a lot to unwrap. Um... And it's going to get deeper real quick. Like next week, you, clearly we know we have something going on with Keyshawn being back in the club and how that's going to affect Diamond. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Keyshawn and Mercedes going at it. Oh, while we're talking about Keyshawn, one more thing I wanted to touch on Keyshawn. Um, I applaud Haley Autumn, whatever she wants to be called, um, for helping her, you know, previous episode she was saying about if you want to learn if you're ready to learn how to swim you know Mm -hmm. look up that name in that burner phone um Keyshawn she said that the pink pretty much was like her escape from everything yep that's what she told Derek because Derek I don't understand y'all help me out y'all see let me know if this makes sense how is Derek able to afford a pair of red bottoms when you ain't got no job. You asked me that, and I looked at you, and I had no answer to it. But, um, and I'm glad you brought this up, because it slipped my mind until you said this. Haley and Keyshawn were sitting at that table talking about how she was going to get away. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, the pink is already strapped for cash, right? Right. But she said to her, correct me if I'm wrong, you give him all the money from your dances, and you take all the money from the door. So then that means that they're not going to get any money that night, which is their opening night, by the way. Yeah. It's, I was like, wow. Okay. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. So, but yeah, just Derek, mm, there is no excuse for the way he acts and he's trying to beg and plead with Keyshawn to stay. Oh yeah, that that hit himself in the head thing. Yeah. He knows she's trying to plot to leave that's why you know oh yes took he the does. battery at the prius and everything offered to get her her own car yeah and i'm just like nah you went too far and i can't speak on Keyshawn's situation per se as as far as domestic violence but to me the moment i would have left was when he put his hands on that little boy yeah yeah yeah, like that That would have and, been my... And we were talking about that. Now, you, you haven't been on the last couple of shows that I've done or whatever else like that. But let me say, that would have been the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been the opportunity to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have got the doctors in to say, hey, you know, this wasn't done by me. I was on the road. Yeah. And I want to press charges. Yep. You, you could have done it. Yep. And I get it. Someone's gonna say, "Well, when you're when you're battered and you're beaten, sometimes you don't take the proper opportunities to do things." I get that, but that was the out. The yeah, O U T was, was right there. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was just like, I just always shake my head at Derek because he's always trying to buy his way into forgiveness instead of making the change from within. Like first, get some help. You know, that's some mm-hmm. childhood trauma he went through. Secondly, you shouldn't be putting your hands on anyone, whether it's a grown woman or even your own child. Especially not a child. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I I hope Keyshawn gets out. I hope, you know, Haley actually helps her. I hope she actually takes Haley's help. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, Didn't mean to interrupt you, but something that just hit me. She just got old girl's birth certificate. Ah. Uh, we we know Haley be running games with these IDs and stuff. I want to give Haley the benefit of the doubt because I feel like if Haley wouldn't wasn't trying to help her, you know, she wouldn't have went out of her way to went go to her house and buy or pretend to buy Regal some shoes or something like that and give yeah. her a burner phone. But uh, I get where you're going uh, with that. I get where you're going, but. I'm going to give Haley the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if I'm going to give her jack shit. <laughs> Listen, at, at every turn, she's screwing somebody. She screwed Andre, both, you know, physically and metaphorically. 
um, excuse me, not physically, <laughs> I mean physically, but literally and metaphorically, she screwed Cliff in the pink so many times. Mm-hmm. She's everybody, everybody's taking a hit from her. Heck, she got Mercedes. Mercedes is carrying the weight of this shoulder injury based on the, the guilt she has. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's, it's, she's always, and if you look at it. Putting her, sometimes putting her problems on other people. Or yeah. just causing unnecessary troubles for others. Others. As long as she's profiting and getting a dollar for herself. Like, yeah. she, you're willing to sell Cliff. Cliff broke down and told you about his grandfather getting shot at the, the craps game. Mm-hmm. And his great-grandfather coming in from the fields and working there. His grandmother doing da-da-da-da-da. It's a family thing. And you just said, I didn't buy it. For it to watch it go down in flames, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I bought it to prosper and profit, and yeah. this is that's all it is to you. And I keep looking at it, and I said this earlier. Haley puts her hand in the jar, and every time she puts her hand in the jar, she grabs as much as she can, but then she can't get her hand back out. Yeah, that's why you lost your daughter. I know you'll be like, "Ooh, no, it's not like no. that." But you lost your daughter because you were being greedy. Yeah. You learned a very hard but valuable lesson that if you wouldn't have stole that money and tried to run off, like if there's domestic violence, just leave. Yeah. You trying to leave with all a man's money, you know he gonna follow you. Why you want that? Yeah. Just. I never understood that, and that's why I kind of look at her like you. You got the right idea, but going about it the wrong way. Yeah. But this was an interesting episode. Um, it was. I think more than anything else, it's a setup episode. Mm-hmm. Um, to set set us up for a lot of stuff next week. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm interested to see where it's gonna go. I definitely want to see if who's gonna win that um, mayoral race for Chuckalisa. Yeah. Cause I, I have a feeling that uh, Patrice. I feel like Corbin's gonna buy Patrice out of there, and I only say it because Patrice is about the money. She is. She's where the money she resides. Where the money resides. resides. <laughs> <laughs> she about that money. So I, I have a feeling they might end up buying her out the race. We don't know, but I definitely feel, especially if he was able to give her ten thousand dollars and, ooh, yeah. Yeah, but, that was a good chunk of change. Yeah. Cash me outside, and and he knew that if he put cash, she was coming. Yeah. And she came. She came looking for that cash. 10k and it's funny because that number is just once again goes along with the exact amount that Haley gave Andre mm-hmm. 10k and then we know Corbin gave her more than that a stack yeah <laughs> but this uh, has been our conversation about season 2 episode 8 death drop and once again we're talking about death drop and I think they named it death drop because Mercedes dropping from the pole mm-hmm. both metaphorically and literally yep <laughs> Slapping that ground is horrible. Uh, Teak, his death drop. Mm-hmm. Wody, death dropping Rome and talking about it. Yeah. Little murder. Little murder, death dropping Pico. Yep. And, I mean, actually is a death drop between Whisper and Roulette, you know, they played Russian roulette. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a death for them, but it was there was a, definitely a death drop coming through there. Mm-hmm. Andre, death dropping in the polls. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Like this is so much death drop that you can, you know, say about that. You know, a lot of people experience a drop. Yeah. Or falling or a death or a demise to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. There it is. So this has been another episode of a truly candid podcast and this is our p-valley series we're talking about p-valley and like i said we have other things coming up um oh we got a new series financial friday so stick around for that if you have questions about finance i'm not sitting here saying i'm mr Moneybags from monopoly but there's a lot of things we need to talk about there's a lot of things that just a community as a whole we need to discuss and get on the right page about and i got some people that can lead us there right i really do have some people that are in some good places and got me in good places and we can talk about it so definitely stick around um once again thank you guys for listening thank you for your questions some of y'all are hitting me on the you know facebook page instagram page and you're, you're, we're talking about p valley dope if you got something else you want to talk about let me know 
I got plenty of time. We can shoot all day. All right. Thank you for listening. Noel, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you, you for, for having finally me. coming in and being the co-host <laughs> that you're supposed to be. <laughs> She's been busy, so I just mess with her a little bit. But yeah, you'll be hearing more from her. Um, once again, this is a truly candid podcast, and we thank you for being here. Bye.